This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Welcome to the War Room, John McCaskill, fellow brother, fellow uh, service member and veteran. Dude, it's great to have you here, man. Hey, brother. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. It's a true honor to, to be on your show after all that. I know all the other guests that you've had on. Uh, I am humbled and honored, brother. Yeah. Well, the anytime I get to have another veteran on, man, that's like freaking gold on the day, baby. Um, so, so, so yeah, take us just a little bit through, uh, just briefly, you know, who you are and what your superpowers are, brother. Yeah, sure, man. Uh, so I'm a retired Navy SEAL commander and I live out in Colorado Springs and here I am now teaching leadership and mindfulness. And those two sound like they're completely different, but they go hand in hand with one another. So I try to bring what seems to be some kind of hippy dippy woo woo stuff into the corporate world uh, because of the benefits that it has for the corporate leaders and the teams they lead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it does go together. I mean, everything is how you frame it, right? Right. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. Yeah, man. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. Sales. You know, <laughs> sure. Basically. Yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, you can, hell, you can pile on the woo or the boo or the, you know, <laughs> whatever you want, you know? Somebody said, man, you could make me cry in 30 seconds. I was like, really? I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on it. Is it tears of joy or tears of sadness, right? <laughs> what day and how many glasses of scotch did I have? <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, well yeah. hey uh you know thanks for that and the one thing i, I kind of like to start out with because it's all about your journey and people learning through your journey right and you know so did you come from a family of entrepreneurs or business people military what what was that history like for you yeah uh no i did not uh so i've got mm -hmm. three older sisters and a younger brother and and uh, I, I think uh, for the most part, I'm the, the only entrepreneur among the siblings. Now, my mother, she's dabbled in the entrepreneur world. Uh, she knits. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, I, and I laugh, but she's done pretty well for herself. But uh, out of my family, she's really the only entrepreneur aside from myself. But no, man, I, uh, I, I enlisted in the Navy, went through the enlisted ranks, got picked up from the enlisted ranks and went in the academy and then did my time in the SEAL teams. And uh, the latter third or maybe quarter of my time in the Navy, I was uh, steeped in the innovation space. Mm -hmm. um, so in that space, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, both inside and outside of the military, working with the DOD. And I got introduced to the kind of the entrepreneurial mindset, the creativity side of things, and also the ability to break into new worlds and enlighten people with new gadgets, new ways of thinking, and also ways to recover from failure. And I think that's where I started to look 
at what I was going to be doing on the outside once I hung up my uniform. And I spoke to people in numerous spaces, um, and they're all great jobs. But when I spoke to the entrepreneurs, their job sounded as though it was similar to the SEAL teams, you know, uh, constant change, constant ups and downs, which may sound really horrible to some, but it's also amazing, like being able to flex with that and and get a challenge thrown at you at any given day at any given time and overcome that challenge, you can go home and feel like you've done something worthwhile. And um, I feel that entrepreneurial journey is definitely still I'm still part of it. I'm still on that journey. I'm not, I don't think I've arrived at any arrival point yet, destination point, but that entrepreneurial journey, it, it just had some adventure in it. And I wanted, I wanted that adventure still in my life. Now, my wife, <laughs> there's times when she's like, Hey, could you maybe find just a regular nine to five job? And, uh, you know, there's some stability in that for sure. Yeah. Um, but there's also, uh, just, and nothing against the nine to five jobs. They're fantastic, obviously, but they're, uh, for me, I needed that adventure in my life. So the entrepreneurial route is the route I took. Yeah. I've always looked at it like, you know, you can have a job and make impact, right? But if you get to make your own impact in the world, that's, that's huge, right? When you, oh, yeah. you get those emails from people that are like, you know, I've been following you for eight months and you impacted my life because of this, that, or this, or that. The, you, you don't get to do that in a nine to five job. And yeah, very few, very, very few. Right. And yeah, yeah. so I always like to say, you know, especially the veteran space, it's this need and want to continue to impact after you've taken the uniform off. Right. Exactly. And there's only a couple ways you can actually do that. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you can impact a company, but if you like yep. want to impact like millions of people, right? Right. You have to get into the entrepreneur space somehow, some way. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's your it, primary gig or a side hustle. Yeah. I right. think that's that's where you're going to make that impact. And you know what you said right there about the email? You know, uh, I run a podcast much like you do. Um, obviously, it's a different intent, but it's called Men Talking Mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once or twice a day, we'll get an email or a LinkedIn message or a Facebook message or whatever saying how that particular episode was what that particular person needed to hear at that particular moment in their lives. And I'll tell you, no amount of money is going to give you that sense of, of impact that those emails and those messages are, are going to give you. And, you know, I can die uh, tomorrow, uh, a happy man, knowing that I've made a positive impact on somebody's life. Now, I don't want to die tomorrow, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> Today's one, tomorrow's not, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, well, hey, so take me back a little. Let's let's kind of skip backwards, right? Because I'm curious, right? So, yeah. so mom was a little bit entrepreneurial, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Was there some effect in that on you? Do you think, do you think it played a part in wanting to run down that road some? Uh, it may, maybe subconsciously. So yeah. she was, she was actually prior to getting into doing anything on the entrepreneurial side, she was a nurse and a midwife and, uh, and, and really always wanted to make a positive impact on people. Mm -hmm. So it just comes back to that side of things. So in that regard, 
yes, she showed me that making a positive impact on people's lives is is a worthy purpose to pursue. And my father did the same thing just indirectly. And I think that's what inspired me to go the, the entrepreneurial route as far as my, my upbringing. Now, I also had, uh, you know, I, I ran track and cross country and I had a coach who was very inspirational and motivational uh, as much as uh as much as I hated him, I also loved him like a second dad, right? And he always said uh, to those who had uh, something in them, he was like, "Hey, you got, you've got a bright future. You could do anything that you set your mind to. Don't get stuck in what other people want you to be. They don't want. He didn't want us to be pigeonholed. You know that round round peg in the square hole." old uh, old saying he didn't want any of us to get pigeonholed into that so he said you know think big think big and have have an impact on people's lives and i think that is what inspired me uh the most in addition to what i covered before with that innovation space within the navy but i think uh in my upbringing my parents had something to do with it but i think my coach actually had more to do with it even though he'd never said specifically pursue the entrepreneurial route he said hey you know, set your mind on something and go after it because you can do something bigger than what the world thinks you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the TV dad, right? You yeah. Seen that, yeah, yeah. Seen that, that exactly. commercial, the TV dad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love it. So I have a TV dad. He's my yeah. neighbor. He's 80. He's an old force recon guy. Um, right on. And he's hard. He's harsh, man. He's a previous, one of the previous CEOs at Oracle. And uh, I love the guy because I know I can always get like a no bullshit unfiltered answer from him. Right. 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 <laughs> so I say, Hey Don, what do you think about this? Ah, oh, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard. What do you want to do? So when you tell them that you interviewed hey. a, a former SEAL who's now a mindfulness teacher, he's like, don't publish that episode. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, you know, I get asked a question all the time, you know, by listeners that, you know, how did you get here? How did how did you, you know, not not necessarily a question, but but making all these transitions from, you know, uh military career to to being in business and all these things and making all these different transitions in life, right? right? Yeah. And that's a tough, that's a tough thing to do, right? It is. But I think, you know, serving in the, serving the military, I think sets you up to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, You get, you get so used to learning a new job every two, three, four years, living in a new area. It almost becomes part of your DNA. Like I, I retired in August of 2020 and in the back of my mind, I keep expecting for some orders to pop up on my computer and tell me that I'm, I need to, you know, change duty stations and that I need to go and start doing some house hunting leave, even though I'm retired, it's just back there that, that, that kind of uh, thought that that's coming. So I think to kind of scratch that itch, it's, it's almost come something that I I'm used to and almost want some type of change in my life mm-hmm. uh, that the entrepreneurial route scratches that itch all the time, right? So, you know, I, I I teach mindfulness and meditation, but I also teach leadership. And then I also run a, you know, I'm a co-founder of a leadership company and I'm X, Y, and Z. And I'm sure many of your listeners are the same way. 
because they learned so many things in the military and because they were in a constant state of transition, it's almost like some place that we feel comfortable. We feel comfortable in that constant state of transition. And without it, it almost feels wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's what makes so many, so many veterans and transitioning service members really great entrepreneurs is that they've already been in that state of uncertainty, that kind of nebulous state where things are always changing and and they know they can handle the stress that's going to come with it. And, and you know, coming back to that adventure, it, it is adventurous. Uh, you know, there's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And uh, even again, like I said, overcoming those downs, that's part of the adventure. So I think, uh, I think we're, it's wired into us from the get-go once we become military members. Yeah. Well, I, the one thing I always say is most military folks aren't afraid to be out on the bleeding edge right that's right yep you know because sure. you got the leading edge right but <laughs> yeah. then take it a step farther to the bleeding edge of things right, right. where you know right. you flip that curtain over and it's like okay let's go ahead and shut that <laughs> <laughs> that's right yep <laughs> that's a yep. disaster back there <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's funny you mentioned the uh the waiting for pcs orders in the inbox right Cause yep. I retired in 2017 or 16 end of 16 in about 2020. It was like, you can just feel that it's like a bug, right? It's like, Oh shit. must be time to move. <laughs> right. Yep, exactly. Man. Time to move, exactly. you know? And I've been yep. here now for, uh, well, since 16, end of 16. And I'm just now finally, where it's like, okay, yeah, this is good. I like this. It's it's uh, stable. It's, it's home. <laughs> it's home. Yeah, home. Yeah. There's a crazy word. You know? Right, right. Exactly. Um, like, all yeah. through the military, people ask me where I'm from. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> where am I from? I'm from I'm from Norfolk. I'm from Monterey. I'm from San Diego. I'm from Annapolis. Yeah. I'm, you know, it depends on the, the day, uh, the week that you ask me that question. But uh, I, I don't think I ever call the place home the whole time I was in the military. And yeah. now I can call I can call a place home, but that's not just the physical location. It's also mentally, I feel like I'm at home, like, um, or at least I'm getting to feel, feel like I'm at home mentally uh, in my, my new role. And that, uh, you know, even, even as much as it changes regularly, I still feel at home with that change and that, that volatility that, what is it? The the VUCA environment, right? The volatile, mm-hmm. uncertain, complex, and what is the ambiguous? Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm at home in that. So it's uh yeah. it's a good place to be. Yeah, for sure. It's uh I love I actually kind of love chaos. I think chaos is a lot of fun. But people yeah. think chaos, right? Because there's chaos and then there's like semi-controlled chaos, right? Right. Um I like to, because I believe that if you're not living in some kind of chaos, you're not innovating anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most innovations, most innovations come from chaos. Look at, look at the E4 that designed the first jammer in Iraq out of an ammo can to jam radio signal to prevent IEDs from going IDs. Yeah. Right. Forged out of chaos. Right now yeah. we got the Rhino system, all these different things. Right, so right, so it's uh, oh, yeah, man. What is it? Uh, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? Something like it. that. And and 
I think that's that's where again I thrive, and the and mm-hmm. most entrepreneurs thrive is in that that state of necessity uh, and figuring out how they can solve a problem. They're entrepreneurs are problem solvers, and you know they they enjoy that process of solving the problem. So when they get a problem thrown at them, there may be a little angst when it first comes to them, but then there's the kind of the the evil scientist laugh where they're like, oh yeah, now I get to solve this problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. So I, I think it's a I think it's a great place to to be. Um, is is that is that problem solver uh, yeah. for for your friends, right. for your family, for for society writ large? It's a it's a great place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the people that aren't military that listen to the show, cause we have about yeah. between 10 and 15,000 people that listen to each show. Wow. Um, a lot of military, but it's probably more not military than, sure. than is. So just so people understand your background and what that means, can you define Navy SEAL commander? So people know who they're talking, listening to. Yeah, uh, let's see. I've, I've never actually been asked <laughs> to find that, but uh, I guess uh, so. If you're if you're familiar with the uh, the the SEAL community at all, uh, you may have you may have an idea of what I, I did. But if not, uh, SEALs uh, are the special operations or the special warfare side of of the Navy, uh, or at least a portion of it. We, there's a, there's another group, the SWICs, the Special Warfare Combatant Craft Crewmen, who are our boat drivers. And we we work very closely with them hand in hand. But SEALs, S E A L stands for Sea, Air, and Land. It's a, one of those crazy Navy acronyms that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but it does stand for uh, Sea, Air, and Land. And we pride ourselves on primarily being the the uh, the the special operators that exclusively operate, or not exclusively, but really operate well in the maritime environment. And then, as far as being a, a commander, if you kind of envision um, the a corporate space, some kind of upper middle management. Uh, you know, you've got the the Navy captains, which is the O six, which is if you know the other branches, that's the colonels, and then above that, that's the admirals, which the other services, those that's the generals. So I'm two two ranks below the admiral or the or the general rank, uh, the lowest general or lowest admiral rank uh, within the Navy SEAL team. So I, I like to think of it as kind of upper middle management, um, more making more of the operational decisions than the tactical level decisions and not quite making the strategic level decisions yet. So it's a, it's a good place to be. It was a good place to get out because after that it starts to get pretty political and I didn't want to play yeah. all those political games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just wanted people that don't understand that community at all to just have some kind of definition of what you did in the military. Yeah. Cause I think it's I a lot of fun. That's what I did. <laughs> I think it's, wow. Me too. I mean, it, yeah. it, uh, I think out of, out of all those years, I don't know how many years you put in, but I did 23. Um, yeah. So you must've did a little, little bit more than that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And out of all those years, I really only remember all the good stuff. Right. <laughs> even the bad stuff so, looks good looking through the uh the I, lens I of guess. time right i mean you can put a <laughs> put a dress on it however you want right <laughs> yeah no it's uh the the it's it's the miserable times funny enough i i look back on fondly in, in a, a i guess uh maybe i'm just weird that way but i think i look back on them fondly because 
they helped to make me who I am. Yeah. And the, you know, the good times, they were good times, but they, they were only that they were the good times, but the, the, the adversity, the challenges, the obstacles, that's what I think made me a stronger entrepreneur, maybe a stronger person, maybe a stronger mm-hmm. father and husband. And uh, that's what I seek out in the entrepreneurial world is those challenges um, and, and adversity and, cha- uh, and obstacles so that I can just continually refine myself and become a better version of, of who I am today. And the key to that is anybody can do that, right? Amen. You Amen. Know, a- anybody can do that. It just, it doesn't have to be, you've been specially trained for it. It doesn't have to be that anybody that um, is willing to just step outside the box a little bit. Right. And, and funny story, cause this happened yesterday. Um, we're on the way back from Arizona and my daughter, we were on American airlines flight and my daughter goes, she's three. She goes, dad, can I go talk to the pilots? And I said, I don't think <laughs> you can do that, sweetheart. And she just blew me off. She was like, whatever. <laughs> right. And she asked the, 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 uh, stewardess that was on the plane. She goes, I'd really love to talk to the captain. She comes back and she goes, come on. Drags nice. both the kids up to the front of the plane. The captain gets out of his seat, <laughs> lets her sit in his seat, and I took a picture of it. Nice. Um, and it, it, it's just, you know, we get limited in sometimes in our own mind of what we've been taught as kids or 9-11 happened, can't be doing that, or, right, you know, stuff right. like that, where sometimes we got to remember what it's like to be a kid again. And just go, what the hell? Why not? If you don't yep. ask, the answer's no, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny because you get these like defining moments with kids, right? And they like, they, they kind of bring you back into kids are like the best entrepreneurs ever. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they yeah. have zero care about anything. They're like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah and they, they haven't been told they haven't been told that their ideas are stupid right not right. yet yeah um, not and yet. somehow somewhere along the line we get told that that we just need to shut up and color and and we stop being creative and we stop thinking outside the box and yeah. and uh you know if we if we do in fact truly stop doing that then we don't have the e4 coming up yeah. with the jamming device uh luckily there That's are right. people who who may hear that shut up and color but mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't do it <laughs> yeah for sure or just all the people in life that you get the opportunity to be exposed to, right? Yeah. That's a choice. You can choose to live in this little box and and only, only have this small circle of people that you want to associate with as, as a human or as a business owner, one of the two, it doesn't matter. But if you just start to expand that influence just a little bit right and then you know now you're like getting exposed to to new people and then new people and then new people and then new people and then you get all these opportunities that just it doesn't it's no longer work at that point yeah it's fun 
it's, it's getting together for for scotch and a steak. <laughs> that's it, right? Because right. that's where business really happens. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it ain't on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, well, for stuff, some, man. some it really is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great tool, but it's just one of the tools yeah. in the tool bag, right? Right. You bet yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, well, hey, John, for. For like our really, really, really hard-headed listeners, probably some grunts out there like me, um, that that didn't catch some of the little lessons. I caught them yeah. for doing this, but but <laughs> if you would just had to name a couple of things, you going through your journey of business that you could tell a young founder, or hell, maybe even an old dog that's just shut off and doesn't think they can learn anything. What's yeah. a couple of things you could say that would like prevent an arrow in the back? Oh, preventing an arrow in the back. Um, I, I think a couple of things, you know, you're probably going to, you've probably had people come on before and say, Hey, get used to failure because you're going to fail. Yeah. Uh, but you know, get back up from the failure. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's absolutely a lesson that you're going to learn in the entrepreneurial world. But I think um, some of the, the, the other lessons that you don't hear very often is consistency. Mm-hmm. You, you got to stick to it. Like right? you're going to, again, have those failures, but sticking to it and being consistent. It doesn't have to be you're saving the world every single day, but you're making a little bit of incremental change every single day. And that adds up. But then I think the the largest one is, is getting used to being scared and being uncomfortable. And what I mean by that, um, the being uncomfortable, you're going to be in a lot of positions where you're uncomfortable. Either you're bringing a new product to market, you're putting together a new team, developing a new idea, pitching something to a a potential investor. You're going to be in a lot of uncomfortable situations. So may as well get comfortable being uncomfortable. So I think do something that makes you uncomfortable every single day, uh, whether that's that whole list that I just mentioned right now, or maybe it's taking a cold shower or going out and doing a, you know, a two mile ruck hump. Yes, those are physical, but it still gets you used to being uncomfortable and then get used to being scared. And the reason I say that is because as you get further along in your entrepreneurial journey, you're going to have people whose life livelihoods rely on you and your efforts. And there's going to be times when you are scared, um, but you have to do it anyway. You have to buck up and do your job anyway, because uh, that's the definition of courage is it's being scared, but doing it anyway. Uh, And I think if you don't do something regularly that scares you, when you do get scared as a CEO, as a company founder, as an inventor, then you're going to buckle and you're going to get that arrow in the back. So I think those are the the big ones is get comfortable being uncomfortable, get comfortable being scared, and then consistency, stick to it. Once you get your, set your mind on something, stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's great advice because, you know, no matter what business is full of landmines every single day, you're going to yep. have fires every day, right? Especially for like the new, I, I, I originally kind of created this podcast for like new new up and coming founders so they could go all the yeah. way back to number one and now they got 400 and some episodes to go through that no matter what they're going to get a couple of good bites right from it <laughs> right <laughs> and if you do that right theoretically 
it's not fully going to matter because you can never prevent it all, right? Sure. Never. I mean, I've got staffs that are 50 or 60 people, and the second people are involved, that's when it gets complicated. Right. And One if you thing, do try, if you try yeah. to prevent all those problems, you're never going to get started. You're oh, never going to yeah. get started. Right. You For may sure. as well not even try to, to do all of them. Mm. Uh, so get started and know that problems are going to come. Failures are going to come, but also solutions and great successes. So get started. That's it. Yeah. Start, start necessary movement, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> True bleeding exactly. procedures right there. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The, uh, the poor plan executed swiftly is better than a perfect plan never executed. That's absolutely true yeah. though. I'd yeah. rather roll something out at 80% than. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Just for get sure. it done. You can put band-aids on the, on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of them, a lot of band-aids. A lot, a lot of band-aids, man. That's for sure. Yeah. No doubt about it. But uh, anyway, so if, um, how, how do you want people to connect with you? If you'd want them to connect with you for, for uh, what you yeah. do in your business? Yeah, the, the best way to connect with me is uh, I've got a, a link tree, uh, you know, johnmccaskill.com forward slash links, and that'll take you to my link tree and john, J-O-N, McCaskill, M-A-C-A-S-K-I-L-L.com forward slash links. That'll take you to my multiple entrepreneurial endeavors, my multiple businesses that I'm involved in, and the, the multiple conferences and events that I'm working to put on, one of which you're helping with. So I, I very much appreciate your support, yeah. brother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So you twisted my arm. I'm going to come to the conference now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be a and, good time. And Chris, he gave me shit in Arizona. He goes, what do you mean you're not coming? <laughs> I'm going. I'm driving all the way from Arizona to go. And I was like. That'd be good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if nothing else, uh, you know, it's not necessarily uh, all about the information that we put out. Uh, no, it's gonna no, be, no. It's going to be a networking well, opportunity and potential some, fun. yeah, maybe some it'll, it'll uh, board advisors. Something. And I know, I know there, I know there's drinking afterwards. So that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, awesome. Well, Hey, I love to end this show, close up the show and wrap it up with this, this kind of final question. And that is if you could have invited anybody here today, John, with you, dead or alive, any point in time to listen, to participate, that is a huge open-ended question, I know. <laughs> um, but if you could invite somebody here of that nature, who would it be and why? As a participant, I would love to have Muhammad Ali here. Mm. Uh, Muhammad Ali, because of what an amazing fighter he was, uh, both in and outside the ring, but then also because he was he was willing to learn from his mistakes. I mean, the whole rope-a-dope strategy yeah. or tactic, that came from him fighting and another fighter saying, you know what, you could do this. And all Muhammad Ali's coaches uh, saying, you know what, you don't know what you're talking about. That's Muhammad Ali in there. And Muhammad Ali's like, well, hold on, I want to hear this guy. I want to hear what he has to say. And he created the rope-a-dope tactic from that. So he had that kind of uh, that growth mindset. No matter how good he got in the ring, he was always willing to learn from others. And I think that's where we all need to be as, as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as fathers, husbands, mothers, wives. Uh, we can always be learning 
Um, and we can always be humble enough to learn. I mean, you t- talking about humility and you learn from your, your three-year-old daughter in that, air, in that mm-hmm. airplane, right? We can always be humble enough to learn from anyone around us and we can never be too good to not learn. So I think uh, I would love to have Muhammad Ali on your show. Yeah. And kindness is free. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Costs nothing to be kind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> At all. For yeah. sure. Well, well, right hey, on. brother, it uh, was great to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. I always say thanks for well, having me. We all got the same 168 and you took 40, 45 minutes to come <laughs> here and uh, spend it with me. So I'm grateful for that. Um, Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hanging out in Colorado Springs here in a few months and drinking. Yes, sir. Come on. Having fun. There we go. It's going to be a great so. time. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for being here. Cheers, brother. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.